Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the Helming Power Hour. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. No, 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 really, really. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Well, well, that's it. <laughs> I filled all my time. do we have a show for you uh, ladies and gentlemen Rick and Danny from the Helming Power Hour are here that's right that's right it's it's a special show as as these guys are celebrating their one year anniversary i i did not know that one year of the hell ming power hour that's wild that that's some weird wild stuff i i did not know that do, do you guys listen wow that, that's wild that's some weird wild stuff ed ed are are you a fan of the uh of the hell ming power hour hi well, I I did not know that. Ed Ed's a big big fan. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have got a big big show for you. Lots to discuss with Rick and Danny. So so without further ado, the Helming Power Hour one year anniversary special. And welcome back 
to the Hell Ming Power Hour, and we have a very special episode for you because this is our one-year anniversary, and I'm one of your hosts, Rick. If you haven't listened to the show before, you've picked a perfect time to come in and check out what this show is all about. As always, I've got my partner in crime, Mr. Danny Bennett. Hey, everybody, and like Rick said, this is our anniversary. It's been one year of fun movies, one year of great guests, and one year of... All kinds of crazy wackiness. We have uh, extras and skits and songs and just movie reviews of things that we have grown to love. So if you're a new set of ear holes, then we're glad to send the information your way. And uh, if you're expecting, you know, commentary and uh, and thoughtful analysis, yeah, this might not be the place for you. You're on the wrong show. Sure. If you're a new bunch of ice holes, no. you found the right ice place. Holes. <laughs> All right, so stick around, you bastages. We'll be right back. Welcome, one and all, to Good Morning Mongo. Today, we are honored to have a very special guest the Emperor of the Universe. Ming the Merciless. Emperor Ming, welcome. We are delighted to have you. We are delighted to hear it. Fall on your soul. <laughs> Maybe in a bit. We have a show to do. I would like to talk to you about one of your projects. Can I talk to you about the Hail Ming Power Hour? Of the hour, yes. Would you say it's the best show in the universe? Certainly. And I understand you have an announcement that you would like me to read to the audience. I do. So to celebrate one year of Hail Ming Power Hour broadcasting, we are having a contest where the winner gets an autographed copy of the Life magazine that has Ming the Merciless on the cover. You pitiful fool. My life is not for any earthling. Or take. <clears throat> okay. Uh, the magazine is off the table. Uh, what is the price then? Ming the Merciless, ruler of the universe, here and now, offers a kingdom of Mongo to rule over as is. Wow. Okay. Okay, people, we've got a show. All you have to do is write an essay. Clytus, I'm bored. No essay, then? No. Uh, talent contest? No. Fight to the death on a spike platform? No. Okay, then, I'll tell you what. The third caller in... Later. I like to play with things while... before annihilation. Okay. I'll make that the fifth caller in is the winner. Hello? Hello, you're on the air! Did I win? You're the winner! Oh, wow! What's your name? Mike Lizardman! Oh, Lizardman! <laughs> um... Not to judge, but I think that may have been against the rules of the contest. I judge that system dangerous to us. I call upon the great god, Dizan. And for his greater glory, 
and our mutual pleasure. I destroy it utterly. <laughs> I want to thank Emperor Ming for joining us, and to all our loyal listeners. Show us this loyalty. Throw yourself onto your soul. <laughs> okay, Ming. Okay. See you next time. Hopefully. Folks, we thought we'd do something different, being that this is the anniversary episode, and we're actually going to walk through the last year in movie reviews that we did. So I think this is going to be a lot of fun. If you haven't listened to the show before, this is a perfect place to jump in and learn about a whole bunch of movies that possibly you haven't seen, but you definitely need to check out. So our approach is we're going to give you the top reasons for each movie, elaborate just a little bit, but just look at what we've done in the past year and just take a romp. That's right. And, you know, I was just counting up the movies and it's a, it's a fool's errand. Just pay attention and we'll go through every episode. Most of our episodes are two movies at a time. I think uh, only one of them is one movie and uh, top reason to watch the movie. Now it might not be the best thing about the movie. It might just be the thing that stood out to us that made this movie awesome. Right. That's kind of how we roll. That's that's what we do. The scenario is for us is we're used car salesmen. We're trying to get you to check this movie out. And what's it going to take to get you into this movie today? Right. <laughs> so going all the way back, do we need to take the time machine back to the first of the year to get through this? You know, it seems like it's been a long year. We might have to go back to the beginning of it just to get our bearings. Right. We're going to we're going to set the time machine here. To uh, last year, this time. Here it goes. Okay. Uh I'm holding on this time. Yeah. Don't hang your head out the window this time. The G forces. One year ago. Hey, what happens if we run into ourselves? Uh, 69, dudes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait. Hail Ming. Let's just jump right into it. So we're back at the beginning. Episode one, movie one. Which is? The best movie ever made. <laughs> Smoking a Bandit 3. <laughs> Hail Ming. Crawl. Crawl, man. What's your first reason, Rick? Besides the obvious fact of just because it's the coolest movie ever made because it's cruel, the reason yeah. I say to go check it out is because of the changelings, man. I think the changelings are scary. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're... They, they get hit. They go into the ground. They become I mean, like... The way they look with the eyes when they get killed, everything about them is just scary. And then there's the Slayers, which are kind of like the changeling, the body of this like automaton soldier with a right. spear that shoots bolts of energy. My first reason and my top reason for watching uh, Krull is is the Fortress of Darkness. This appears every evening and reappears somewhere else every morning. You can't attack it. It's a great place for your bad guy to dwell. It's also the body of the creature, the beast that's in it. Folks, you got to check out Krull. 
Gotta check out Crawl. So next movie from episode one was Dragon Slayer. Yes. All right. So my first reason for watching Dragon Slayer is Valerian, the girl who dresses as a tomboy, so she's not in the lottery for the uh, the dragon virgin sacrifice. She goes to find the wizard. She builds a dragon scale shield. Yeah. Uh, she's she's awesome. She's a fighter and she's an awesome character. And you know she's underwater in that first scene too. That's <laughs> that's part of it. Oh, you got. They're angry and happy all at the same time. <laughs> now, you know, so, so was I. It's confusing. <laughs> it's so confusing. Well, the number one reason for me, man, the dragon is amazing. I I still put it against any dragon that's come out since. I think it's just incredible. It, it still looks fantastic. And, you know, that's what the movie's built around. There's a lot of great characters in this movie. It, it's paced well, but without the dragon, it's a no-go. There's no denying that the dragon in Dragon Slayer is amazing. Right. And especially considering the time, you know, it, that those effects still hold up today. It's just a great movie. It's a fantastic movie. You know, whether or not you watch it for Valerian or whether you watch it for the ancient red dragon, watch Dragon Slayer. Right. So, that brings us to the next episode, which is episode number two, where we covered the movie that we almost named the show after, Big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble. Talking about Big Trouble. In Little China. <laughs> so, what's your number one reason, man? My top reason for watching Big Trouble in Little China for anyone, young or old, is The Three Storms. Incredible. I mean, I got the three magical henchmen of the bad guy, and it's rain, thunder, and lightning, and they are amazing. They're super cool. Totally agree. And there's enough mystery there that you're like, how do you fight somebody with those abilities? You know? It's big trouble in Little China, man. This this movie is just magic. And like we said, we almost named the show after this movie. We love it so much. It's, it's where we really meet as far as movie fans. My number one, I know it's cliche, Jack Burton, man. Uh, it Jack was a toss-up. I, I was thinking David Lopan, but, uh, you know, Jack Burton, the, the, the one-liners, the way he acts. Kurt Russell's just perfect. He is Jack Burton. What about Eddie and Uncle Chew? Absolutely. It's definitely worth a watch. It, it's got a lot of love, too. So, you know, it's not like something that's out in the periphery. People are talking about it still. And so if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's a big trouble in Little China. Yep. It, it should be a must-watch. We paired that one up with another favorite that's not as loved, The Golden Child. That's right. The Golden Child with Eddie Murphy. It, it came out at around the same time, and apparently they were competitors. We didn't know that. But my top reason for watching The Golden Child is... Sarda Noomspa, the <laughs> demon who is the bad guy in that, looking for the cross dagger of Ajanti. Yes. Uh, he's a, he's a, a British villain bad guy, and at the end, he transforms into a giant demon, and he's super cool. My original pick was the whole fight at the end where he, where he turns into the demon. But when I specifically think of this movie, and when I bring it up to people, this is what I always hear. So the, I picked a scene, which is basically basically when he goes into the, the temple, and it's the whole, I, 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 want the knife. That whole scene is uh, what... Yeah. thought for a minute you were going to bring up butt cake, but butt with cake all over it. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that is in there. <laughs> Got it. 
Eddie Murphy kind of breaks uh, loose on a couple of scenes. You know, we were we were looking into it, and we found out that they were going to try and give these roles to some action heroes, uh, and they ended up with with Eddie Murphy, who does a great job, and his comedy is is on point. Yep. So yeah, check out The Golden Child if you haven't heard about it. It's it's such an odd movie, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, heavily eighties dated for sure, but uh, huh, I just love that movie, man. After that, episode three. We broke into Flash Gordon. Ming decreed that that no other movie shall stand with uh, with Flash Gordon. So, who are we to argue? My top reason for watching Flash Gordon, and it's not the the vivid red and gold sets. It's not uh, Max von Sydow's Ming the Merciless. Those things definitely deserve mention. But my reason is the telepathy scene <laughs> where he's talking to Dale and uh, Princess Aura is uh, getting busy on him, and he's a. Uh, He's talking to her and she's reading his thoughts. It's a great scene. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, a little CB radio kind of commentary going on while she's all knucking yeah, on him re- and this stuff. This really turning me on. Over, over, <laughs> over. Hang up. Somebody's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's some of the comedy that they were trying to, to, to thread into the movie. And yep. uh, I think it works really well. To me, this is one of those two where you could just go on and on of the originality of this movie even though it's really tightly based off the comic and the the serial that came out before not serial like in a box you know serial yeah, movie well serial. it's based on flash gordon serial <laughs> yes gold mings yellow clitus <laughs> Ming. blue ajax <laughs> brian blesseds brian blesseds <laughs> yeah brian is the color blesseds is the is the marshmallow but yeah i mean no, it's Flash Gordon, man. If you haven't checked it out, it's 1980. Again, it's another movie that, that came back. It's getting a lot of love right now because it's just so individual. Maybe a little help from a podcast out there that's floating around that, you know, might be named off of it. Just yeah, saying. A, <laughs> the, the podcast Under the Stairs? Yeah. They're big Flash Gordon fans. No doubt about it. Yeah. So my, my reason, I haven't named it yet, but and I could go on forever on the movie, but... I'm going with Clytus, man. Uh, I remember as a kid be, <laughs> being scared of Clytus, and uh, I wasn't scared of Ming because he looked like a dude. Clytus, I didn't know what he was. Yeah, well, I mean, the only time you see anything about that mask is when his eyeballs are, are, right. are bulging out of it. Yeah, that's early yeah, childhood cool. nightmares for me, just seeing that. So It's scary stuff, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, Clytus, that's, that's my number one reason for watching it. <laughs> So, you know, if you haven't checked out Flash Gordon, you know, as, as our sales pitch goes, you can check it out for a humorous telepathy scene and you can check it out for Clytus. Everything else, eh, it's a wash. <laughs> oh, man, the movie's <laughs> awesome. Even the, even the Lizard Man is awesome. So, <laughs> War Rocket Ajax. War Rocket Ajax. Open fire! Even though this is the anniversary uh, edition, we still have some sponsors to uh, to give credence to. So I'm just going to take a moment to uh, let everybody know to go check out Esmeralda's Discount Fortune Shack. Get a fortune. Don't spend one. And a new sponsor that just came in, Bill Cosby's Nightcaps, when it just has to be tonight. Nice. Hail Ming. That was a big uh, that was a big rope for us. They they had a lot of money. They were willing to spend it wherever would take it. My hands are open. <laughs> That's not all. It's open. Yeah. yeah. So, 
episode four, where we delved further into our childhood and came up with The Last Starfighter. Yes. Absolute classic in my eyes. <laughs> it's also called the Rick Morgan story sometimes. Um, you but- know, loosely based. I mean, there was a sawmill in there. There's only things a little different. But, uh, you know, they skipped that because continuity. Yeah, they made up all that stuff about the beta unit. and Nobody came and replaced him while he was gone. He had he came back and he had like weeks of work to catch up on. Right. Uh, my first reason to watch The Last Starfighter is uh, is when, you know, the, the scene where... They're about to all crash into the moon, and and the guys, what do we do? And the general uh, yeah. alien with the uh, the eye tracker says, "We, we die." die. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a great scene. I almost had never think of that movie. I, I can't help but not think about that scene. It's amazing. It's not the only thing amazing about that movie, but it's it's definitely up there. Well, I could easily go with the Death Blossom scene, but to me, what brings this movie together every time is Grig, which is the reptilian, you know, pilot that, that helps bring down the bad guys. And I don't know, man, Grig just makes it happen. And Danny does a great Grig. <laughs> okay, Grig is that... Grig is a alien who's bringing it all together. He's not the fighter pilot, but he's the navigator. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Who played him is, is a is a well known character actor, but he he just he decided he was gonna throw out this weird accent and and have no lips and and laugh like he's asthmatic. And uh, <laughs> you're right, he's he's great. He brings it all together. Without Greg, they never would have made it. Right. So, uh, you know, again, this movie's got a lot of stuff to it. That's just great to watch. It's a a huge slice of '80s greatness. So. I, I can't recommend it enough. Very much sci-fi. If you dig the sci-fi stuff, this movie is a must-watch, without a doubt. That brings up the classic that Danny and I both love with all of our hearts, which is the original 1981 Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans. I mean, how can you get any better than that? You got Ray Harryhausen special effects. You've got Laurence Olivier. It doesn't get any better than Clash of the Titans. I agree. It is my childhood, and it was a, it was a toss up between Calabas or Medusa. You got Calabas, who's the who's the villain, you know, chasing Perseus. He he wants the girl. He's uh, he's cursed. Both in close up scenes and in uh, scenes where they do stop motion to make him, he's a scary villain, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as much as Medusa has become an icon, uh, an icon, you know, it's become the understood symbol of that movie. I got to go with Calabas. Yeah. Well. I'm going with Medusa because that's the yeah. scene I instantly think of. The darkness of it, that's the scene that always stands out to me. Shooting the guys, then turning the stone, her losing her head, the the acidic blood pouring out everywhere. Yeah, it's like I, lava. Yeah, I love it. Oh, yeah, his, her, her underground lair with all the stone statues that were once men coming together. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's, there's a reason I, I threw her in there, too, because... Yeah, you can't you can't think of Clash of the Titans without thinking of all the Ray Harryhausen stuff. I think about Cerberus and the Kraken and Medusa and Calabas and those. Was and, that Phil? The, Phil McCracken? That's <laughs> Phil McCracken. Helming. And that's that's a that's a good segue into another one of our sponsors, Phil McCracken's Concrete Repair. Uh, <laughs> call anytime, day or night, to he'll come, Phil McCracken. <laughs> 
Moving on. <laughs> we go Moving to on. another movie that we've spent our lives trying to replicate. The Beastmaster. <laughs> the Beastmaster. The Mark, you know, Mark Singer, Singer classic, man. Tanya Roberts running around, man. You got Kodo and Poto. Rip Torn. Rip Torn. <laughs> you got you got uh, all the, the animals. You got Roar and you got yeah, I mean, you and you got <laughs> that. That wasn't a movie. That wasn't an animal. I don't think <laughs> it wasn't one that was on screen. Maybe not. <laughs> so, what's your number one reason? I'm curious about this. Number one reason for Beastmaster. So, my number one reason for Beastmaster should be sexy witches, but uh, <laughs> I've got to put Mayak. Yeah, Rip Torn as Mayak, the the priest of R. You know, he's he's great, right? I mean, Just like Calabas, you couldn't have the movie without without uh, without Mayak over here saying, "We'll give me your children." <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. That's that's uh, something I want to bring up in another segment. But yeah, man, you gotta have the bad guy. Any guy that will stand over a pit and throw kids into a fire pit—that's a bad dude. <laughs> Yeah, most definitely. I So yeah, that's what I got my top reason for watching it. Keep an eye out for Rip Torn as the evil high priest of our Mayak. Yep. He's awesome. What's your top reason there, Rick? I've actually picked the winged creatures that that the Beastmaster runs into. Ooh. That yeah. will wrap their arms around a person and they just take all the tissue and everything off the body and they just drop a stack of bones if you listen to the episode i say it's very fulchy looking it looks like something out of an italian horror movie those things are creepy man uh when i think about the scene that i would stop and show people that scene just stands out to me and uh it's the one time you see the beast master be a little scared he's got every reason and, and they're kind of a mystery too. They're never really explained. They're this bat cult that lives up in the hills. Nobody goes to visit them, and, yeah, and West somehow Virginia. the Beastmaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Beastmaster gets this talisman from them that that comes into play later because I guess they're they're like you're okay. We'll come help you out sometime. Well, yeah, because he's he's got the you know the the hawk falling around everywhere, so they worship the hawk. Or the falcon. Yeah, that's it. it. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the eagle they painted black or whatever. Because I know they painted some some cat. Yeah, they just decided, hey, to make these things look different, let's just spray paint them and make them something they're not. Along with Beastmaster coming into our lives and being on this show, we got a lot of this too. <laughs> that was the story. Are, you, of are a, you referring to the other movie in that episode? Oh, yeah. It the also has a, little, has a little of that in there. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of that. Cause, yeah. Because they have. Hail Ming. Oh man, that that le- that reminds me of the 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 sword skit with the the sword sharpening thing. That's yes, the, the Gillette decapitator. <laughs> Is your sword so dull it cannot even kill a small child? Classic. 
Yeah. So we got the sword and the sorcerer. Yeah. Childhood favorite of mine. What's your, what's your reason to watch it? My top reason is, is Zusha. The, you know what? That's exactly what I got. The, the warlord sorcerer. And you know, we could go into the you know the exploding uh, sword that shoots off with three blades or... You could go into any number of things, but but Zusha is is a great bad guy. He's not even the main bad guy. He kind of is, and then he kind of isn't, and then he kind of is again. You know, he, that movie goes all over the place. Yeah, it and does. that's what we found in reviewing. It was like, well, where's this plot going anyway? But yeah, it's still they, a ton of fun. They try to take the barbarian stuff from from the the success of Conan, and try to add some swashbuckling stuff in there and some sorcery. There's things I really like about this movie. Zeus is definitely one of them. I love the effect when he, well, the the opening when they resurrect him in his tomb. I think is scary crap. Pulling the heart out of the woman, all that good stuff. The one where he splits his head open and comes out of the body where he's been this other person through most of the movie is the scene that I show people. It's great yeah. effects. With men to fight and women to love. Jordan <laughs> the Sorcerer definitely comes around as a as a as a fun favorite in episode five. Brings us up to our eighties teen movie episode, which was a lot of fun. Something different changed the gears a bit. And we got into the classic Just One of the Guys. Just One of the Guys is a movie that that I think of fondly to this day. You know, being a kid watching that movie over and over again. It's a lot of fun. It's a comedy that that's full of all kinds of, of uh, zany sex changing. But uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna have to say my main reason for watching Just One of the Guys is the little brother Buddy. Of course, every time he's on the screen, he he, uh, he makes it okay to you know to be thinking what you're thinking as a teenage boy in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and again. The total comic relief of this movie is is Buddy. Oh, yeah, he does a great job. And go check out Just One of the Guys. <laughs> well, my number one reason is the whole girlfriend-boyfriend chaos that goes on when they all show up at her house. You got the boyfriend oh, that's yeah. dating her, and then the girl that's interested in her when she's a guy, and she's doing the, the switch back and forth and all that. It's just loony fun. Ha, 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 ha. It is. She comes around the corner and she's teasing her hair up and, oh, why don't we go this way? Because it's away from these people. Wait, why don't we go over here and sit down for a while? Yeah, I, I like that too. It's it's. It, there's a lot of stuff to love in that movie. And yep. I think that's a great top reason. Well, the next movie, Three O'Clock High, was about another buddy, Buddy Ravel. That's right. So, Buddy that was Ravel. The, that was the name of the episode, The Tale of Two Buddies. And, and Three O'Clock High, my top reason for watching Three O'Clock High is, is it was directed by Barry Sonnenfeld. You can see that yeah. in all the camera work. And uh, it, But as far as like just wackiness, I got uh, the disciplined principal, Mr. <laughs> Delinsky. <laughs> who's got this, this, you know, this head up on the wall and, and he's, he's got this, this office that's intimidating. It's all shot from a worm's eye view. And he's fantastic. Just... Yep, the character's trying to get out of school so he doesn't have to fight the bully, and and when he gets caught, he ends up going to Mister Dolinsky. What I've got is what it all comes down to: the fight at the end. You get to see David slay Goliath. That's that's what you're waiting for the whole time. And uh, but the build up to it is really what the movie is all about. Man, this movie is just great, great fun. Never get bored of this movie. I could watch it over and over. So that's a Rick's pick. I'd say check that one out for sure. 
I agree with you 100%. Three O'Clock High was one that, that we both agreed on immediately um, yep. as a, a movie to go watch. Our top reasons are exactly that. There's a whole lot more. There's a whole episode. Go right. check it out. Yep. It's episode seven. All right. All right. That brings us up to the next episode, which was the Evil Dead episode. So number one reason for me when I think of Evil Dead there's a scene in there where uh, I've got written down. It says, in your face, total body dismemberment. Uh, the girl that they pull out of the fire, and he just whacks her with the, the axe and starts chopping her up. I think it still looks great. With the, the limbs all flopping on the floor? Yeah. That's it, it's some creepy stuff. Um, my reason to watch Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, both. Is Ash. Of course. Hey, yep. Not not to be too chintzy, but like, there's no way that I can ever say anything other than Ash is the reason to watch Evil Dead because Bruce Campbell is Ash. You know, it, it defined his career and uh, it made those movies so much more watchable than they would have been if, if somebody hadn't picked up that role and just run with it. Right. So for Evil Dead 2, instead of Bruce Campbell, I've got Bruce Campbell because <laughs> of everything he goes through with the making that movie getting hit over the head with the stuff, just the torture they put him through. But it created the icon that you're talking about, Ash. So, yeah, no Bruce Campbell, no Ash. It's just not the same. I thought the remake was good, but come on, man, it's Bruce Campbell. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to, to tamper with what you got with Evil Dead. It was just lightning in a bottle. They saw what they had with Bruce Campbell in the first one and, and uh, Sam Raimi, you know, and, and and the team, Rob Tappert and Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi's family. Yeah. They all went in there and they made uh they, they made part two and they made sure to catalog his physical comedy, his uh his physical abilities. I mean, who else can be in a room all by themselves and make that horror and make half the horror movie? You know, yeah. by fighting his own hand and everything that's inanimate in the room. Ash, Bruce Campbell, definitely a reason to check out Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. If you haven't gone and seen them, then what are you waiting for? And moving into the next episode, we covered Inner Space. Well, we're just jumping all over the place. <laughs> but uh, Inner Space, man, what a great, fun 80s movie. Martin Short, Dennis Quaid, just a great, great, fun movie. Yeah, Meg Ryan, too, and especially Meg Ryan in that time of the 80s. Just adorably gorgeous. My top reason has got to be the bad guy saying, get out of my way. I know the mayor. <laughs> there's a part where, they, where the bad guys get shrunk to 50%, so they're like half-sized people. Right. <laughs> and they're still trying to push people around. It's Kevin McCarthy, and it? it's right. the bad guy there. Yeah. He's great, just trying to be the big wig when he's when he's shrunk down to half size. It's 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 hilarious. Well, mine's pretty vague. I just got special effects. I think they oh, yeah. still look incredible. Uh, where they're traveling through Martin Short's body, all that stuff looks great. The transformation of the cowboy, all that stuff's just great. Yeah, I mean, you believe that those things are happening because they don't overdo. Right. The special effects and and they they use what they have really well. I, I agree. We talked about it in the episode too. Um, yep. And so in that episode, of course, you know what do you couple with inner space? The only thing that really could is uh, is, is commando. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger's commando, and uh, my top reason is the tool shed scene. Yes, <laughs> I There's totally a part agree. At the end where 
yeah, he finds himself in a tool shed, you know, surrounded by the bad guy's uh, army. What does he do? He grabs some bus saw blades and goes to work. Yeah, it's awesome. I used to rewind that over and over and try to figure out how they did that. It's amazing. Mine's real vague on this one too. I just it just says the last ten minutes. That oh, yeah. whole that whole scene there where he arrives, puts the makeup on, puts all of his weapons on, and goes to town. Incredible. Oh yeah. After after I watched it, I, I made Max go watch it too because it, yeah, the last ten minutes of Commando is is just incredible. Yeah. Um, it's got Radon Chong in it. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's not a there, it's not a slouch in any other way either. But like you know, go check out the episode. We got Andy Blockley on there. Yeah, he actually told us that the tool shed scene is not in the British cut that he grew up with because I guess they thought it was too violent. So yeah, that's crazy. You yeah, know? I know. <laughs> but you got the weird bed scene in there. Figure that out. Yeah, again, go check out that episode, Commando in Inner Space. It's a lot of fun. It might be one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a good one. Which brings up another guest we had, Duncan McLeish, joined us for Highlander and Outland. Now, everybody knows Highlander, hopefully, but... Here we are. That's right. Queen soundtrack. Uh, I think we established that we're Queen fans of some sort, but uh, Highlander, man. And my number one reason is basically the opening. Uh, the, the fight scene in the parking garage, to me, is... What a way to open a movie, man. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, I have a couple of movies that, you know, when I tried to think of my top reason, I just kept thinking, you know, the movie's perfection. And uh, I could have gone with another hour and a half if they had a director's cut of Highlander that went into even more stuff. But if I'm just going to give you one reason to latch on to, I got to say the Kurgan. Sure. Clancy Brown. Again, we go with the villain. How do you have a good hero? Well, they have to have a good villain. Right. And the Kurgan is awesome. Yep. One of the best in in movie history, I think, as far as a bad guy. And then Outland, the Sean Connery space classic. And my reason, we kind of described it as we talked about it, the movie as a whole. My reason is it's high noon in space. It's a singled out person with nobody helping him taking down the system. And uh, nobody is better equipped for that job than John Connery. He, he doesn't come in particularly popular because, you know, he knows what he's got ahead of him and he's not there to make friends. But my, my top reason's got to be the friend that he makes. Uh, <laughs> the he makes friends with the ship's doctor. <laughs> and uh, she's a sardonic, sarcastic ship doctor who's seen this whole thing and doesn't really believe in him. But uh, she ends up being his friend and... and and she's she's incredible. She adds so much to the story. Yeah. As just a bit part, really. So coming out of that to the next episode with Bo Ransdale, we did Starman and Excalibur. And with Starman, the Starman. That's my number one reason. I mean, you take the, the trip with him, the adventure. You're watching someone learn things at a fast pace. Great performance. Yeah. For me, the Jeff actual Bridges. Starman. Yep. Yeah, so you know you, the the story of a of a an alien coming down to Earth with blue balls. Um, <laughs> my my top reason in the Starman, and and again it, it was tough. You got Karen Allen, you got Jeff Bridges, but it just one scene that epitomizes that movie for me. And my one reason for watching is the the scene where he resurrects the deer. Yeah, I almost put that down. <laughs> oh man, I mean it. I remember, you know, I, some of these, I, I just kind of was easy because I said, what do I remember from being a kid and watching this movie? And that's one of these moments. Starman, 
the deer scene. Right. And going into Excalibur, another favorite of ours. God, you could easily say, what's the best reason to watch Excalibur? Excalibur? <laughs> Excalibur? I'm going to watch some Excalibur. No. The reason to watch Excalibur is because it's Excalibur. It's just a great movie. But to me, King Arthur. I mean, the guy playing King Arthur, no matter what I see him in, he's King Arthur because of this movie. The once and future king. Yeah, I I, I can't agree more. I mean, I thought you might say the visuals because they're, they're also washed Stunning. in green. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. My my reason's got to be Helen Mirren as as uh, as oh, yeah. Morgan Le Fay. Yeah, I mean Helen Mirren is Helen Mirren, so you can't you can't fault that in any way, shape, or form. But she is just she is just awesome as Morgan yeah. Le Fay, uh, and she's beautiful in this movie. Uh, again, we go into the visuals, but Merlin man, just and whenever Merlin she's as there, well. yeah, as Merlin's foil too, she does a great right. job. And you you said it while ago. In order to have the great good guys, you got to have the great bad guys, and she's perfect. You can't can't shun the performance of, of Merlin either. Just no, a great movie, all. man. Everything about it's great. No, no, go check out the episode. I mean, you gotta you gotta fast forward through the Bo Ransdell parts, but other than that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm just kidding with you, Bo. Helming. <laughs> Speaking of cinematic greatness. The next movies we covered were The Howling and The Howling 2. What's your reason for watching The Howling, man? I was I was blown away by the by all the rush of, of sensations when The Howling and The Howling 2 were mentioned to me. You know, I really like The Howling. The Howling is a great, it's a visceral werewolf movie. Uh, it, it got overshadowed by American Werewolf in London. Yep. They even sniped some of the special effects talent from the Helling, and it still it still managed to have great special effects talent hang on to it and the movie itself it's it's a good it's it's a comedy it's a horror film it's got a backstory that is really mysterious my main reason's got to be werewolf sex i mean <laughs> yeah you just don't get that everywhere and and it's 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 crazy and weird and uh if, sure if i'm thinking back to it that's what i remember so. you sure you're talking about the first one or the second one <laughs> The second one, I'm not going to say that with because that's not the top reason. It's There's a lot more of it in the Are second one. Are you kidding? That's the only reason to watch the movie. <laughs> so for the, the first howling, you, you said it all ago, the effects are amazing. It really changed the way we view werewolves from there on. Even though as great as American Werewolf is, and I prefer American Werewolf, every werewolf movie is trying to make one that looks like the one in The Howling. Rob Bottin knocked it out of the park. Now, The yeah, Howling 2, I've got the ending credits. <laughs> yeah, there's there's one reason to watch The Howling 2, and uh, I think it's about to play right now. In the Yeah, well, I mean, there's not a lot of reasons to watch The Howling 2. It's one of those movies that's... What? <laughs> it's one of those movies that's so bad, it's good. 
Uh, I love it, man. I, th- I think it's hilarious. It's so badly done that it's greatness. I enjoy it. I think it's I think it's a romp. Yeah, well, I'm, well that's what I said. It, it's so bad, it's good. And, <laughs> and you know, you're going to watch it and you're going to say, this is terrible, but it's enjoyable because of it. Next episode, we covered The Quick and the Dead and Quickly Down Under, our Western episode. The Quick and the Dead is another undersold classic. We got Sam Raimi, and we got Sam Raimi coming back. And uh, and he's got what Russell Crowe and Lance Henriksen and Gene Hackman, incredible cast. Sharon Stone, uh, Keith David. You, you could just keep listing people that are in this movie. And with with Sam Raimi's, you know, overstated slash understated storytelling, it's it's a great great western. If you haven't checked it out, you need to. And you can you can find all the reasons out in that episode. But my top reason has got to be. Virgil Sparks, the pride <laughs> of Texas. A perfect, perfect man. That, we used to say that all the time. You, know, you hear that in the episode if you listen, or if you've already listened. My number one reason is Gene Hackman. You got to have the perfect bad guy, and boy, is he bad. Oh, he's, you know, he's reprised the role as the Western bad guy in several movies now. Yeah. He's and uh, perfect yeah, he's in this movie. Perfect in this movie. I, uh, just, it makes it. You don't have Sharon Stone's vengeance without Gene Hackman. I, I can't disagree with that in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Gene Hackman's a great bad guy. Yep. And I, I kind of threw a, a silly thing in there, but it's just, oh, yeah. there's so many characters. My, my yep. point with, with Virgil Sparks is there are so many characters, even the characters that you don't get introduced to have names. Well, besides Virgil Sparks, I'd have to go with Spotted Horse as, as far as my next favorite character. And it's just yeah. a bit part, but there's so many. It's a tournament, and you just get attached to these characters because they don't say much. And what little they say yeah. is awesome. So ch- check out The Quick and the Dead. Check out Absolutely. that episode. Quigley Down Under. You got yeah. Tom Selleck. You got Alan Rickman. Uh, an Australian Western about an American Western cowboy who goes to Australia. It's it's a great movie, and my top reason for Quickly Down Under has got to be these these uh, long range rifle scenes. Yeah, yeah. The, Tom Selleck plays a a um, character who does these this long shooting. He's got a rifle, and he can you know pick the needles off a cactus from a hundred yards. And and every time they do this, they kind of kick in with this music. And they do it a few times. It's done to great effect. My number one reason is the fight in the house that you don't see. When he's fighting Alan Rickman and he knocks him out of the house. Nobody knocks <laughs> me out of my own house. I just I yeah. love that scene. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's more of the flavor. You know, when, we're, when we talk about movies, it's not always about whether they were critically acclaimed or whether they had the, be- the best actors. It's usually just because these movies have these unique things to them. And that's right. what guides us to these top reasons check out episode 13 the quick and the dead jumping ahead to the next one we covered two killer cars we we did the car and we did christine and the car man 1977 in the year of star wars coming out and all that kind of greatness we got the car and uh my number one reason man (laughs) <laughs> and it's probably yours too, but when the car drives through the house to kill the woman and just comes out the other side and keeps driving down the highway, movie magic. <laughs> I couldn't, you know, I've got two scenes written down and I was going to take whichever one you didn't take. There's that scene where the car murders someone through a house window. <laughs> and then there is a second scene where 
the car flips end over end to get out of a a, right. uh, a road where it's been captured. <laughs> like it's awesome. like it's a catapult all of a sudden or something. And it's it's one of those scenes like, hey, watch this. And then everybody in the room is just going to be uh, dead silent. <laughs> Don't forget the explosion at the end, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, demon car explosion. <laughs> Which brings us to Christine. Talking about a demon car. John Carpenter, classic, well-made movie. I still love it. The scene that stands out to me time and time again is the drive-in scene when he's there with his girlfriend. He goes uh, out of the car for something, and the car tries to kill her in the car. And yeah. he's trying to get back in. And that that whole scene, I think, is really tense, very well done. That's just my favorite scene. Yeah, the best thing about that movie that I have down is... Uh is Arnie Cunningham who plays the, the the main character there like his transformation from just kind of a a, a nerdy loser to a, a cool kid because of the Christine and how he you know I think that that's just really well done and it's really well acted and whether it's overacted I guess you could argue but it was the, he was the right guy for the part because you know he's also in back to school later right um he plays that part well where he where he detaches from what's important and becomes the cool kid and i think that because he's able to do that so well it really helps the movie along next episode after that was willow and time bandits i'm just gonna Man, cut to the chase willow val kilmer's character is fantastic yeah th- that's what i have too awesome good you've got bath morta you got you've got all these characters you know all this this fantasy epic you've got special effects but what it boils down to val kilmer as mad martigan right is such an enjoyable character absolutely great movie Got to check it out. If you haven't checked it out, uh, I'm sure most of you have. I don't know. Willow is one of those movies that, that came out and just fell flat. So a lot of people haven't seen it. Yeah. Just go check it out. It's worth a watch. It's yep. a lot of fun. Yep. And get ready for a lot of hokey, uh, you know, kind of Ewok style stuff at the beginning. But, you know, when you get through that, it becomes a really fun adventure movie. Yep. Speaking of adventure, Time Bandits. Love Terry Gilliam. <laughs> Yeah. There's not enough Terry Gilliam on our list so far. I agree. I agree. We're going to have to add more this year. So, yeah. What's your number one reason, man? My number one reason, I, I think you you know, is uh, is David Rappaport plays oh, Randall. That's right. I, I think he was my top reason when we did the episode. I'm not sure. But whenever yeah. I think of Time Bandits, I can't think of it without Randall leading his band of of, uh, of thieves through time. I love David Rappaport. And whenever he's, he's in a movie, I, I tend to enjoy him more than anybody. Yep. Well, I've, I've got David as well, just a different one. David Warner as evil. Again, we like villains. Interesting villains played by good people in, in fun movies. You just can't beat it. Nobody does a bad guy better than David Warner. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's playing evil in this one. You can't get any more evil than evil. Right. He was even supposed to be Freddy Krueger. He was originally picked to be Freddy Krueger. That's how bad of a guy he is. But that didn't seem to work out. Well, you know, then they they were watching V, and they were like, "What about that guy? Look <laughs> at that guy instead." You mean Willie? <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> so you get you get Willie. You're like, he's already got that flesh pulling off his body thing. I mean, he's he's halfway there. And they're like, well, you know that special effects, right? Like, special effects, really? All right. Next episode was the hidden, and I come in peace. Man, Space aliens. Yeah, I love The Hidden, man. So my reason to watch it is every scene with that second guy who gets the alien in him. 
I need this car. Yeah. I, I mean, that guy's just perfect. That's what you expect out of a, a an alien being coming down and just wrecking havoc. When the alien goes into his body in the hospital and it doesn't realize that he's in the hospital because he's, he's messed up, you know, right. he's holding his chest like, this body's messed up. I need to get out of here. Well, you know, in my, my top reason for watching it isn't Kyle McLaughlin, although I got to give him a shout out there. Sure. My top reasons, the first guy that the aliens in, uh, yep. Jack DeVries. Yeah. Who, uh, who's, you know, driving a Lamborghini. No, he's a Ferrari, right? He's driving a Ferrari into a roadblock, listening to metal music after he just robbed a bank. The, I almost uh, put the whole opening of the movie, which oh is man. just incredible. If you haven't seen The Hidden, it holds up. It's, yep. it's a good movie. I come in peace. I've got galactic drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that we, we established this when we watched it. You know, I come in peace, Dolph Lundgren, uh, Brian Benben. It's a movie about a, yeah, a drug dealer from space who's using people to kind of farm out this uh, opiate where he injects people with heroin. And then when they're dying, he gets the endorphins from their brain. It's a cool premise. And it's probably the coolest thing about that movie. And coming out of that, we did a couple of horror favorites of ours. We did April Fool's Day and Popcorn. April Fool's Day. What what fun was it going back and revisiting that? My my favorite part is dude getting his face smashed off by the boat. Oh, you know, I was I, I was looking at April Fool's Day and I said my top reason is April Fool's Day. Sure. I mean, just the whole movie, the feel of it, the the way the characters interact, the camp involved. I love it to death, and I, I can't get a top reason out of it. Cop out as it may be, it's just April Fool's Day. Yeah. It's such an original twist on the slasher genre that that's been out there for a while. It 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 stands on its own after all this time. I think so. Yeah. What about popcorn? What's your favorite reason for popcorn? I'm just gonna guess. Well, you know, you might think it's the tagline. What you tagline? Know, well, buy a bag, go home in a box. I, I've never of course, heard that. But, <laughs> yeah, I know it, it's kind of obscure. But, you know, in, in thinking about it, I was like, what do I think of first when I think of popcorn that isn't, you know, listed on the movie poster? And it's got to be the giant mosquito. <laughs> sure. Somebody gets killed with a giant mosquito in a movie theater. And uh, you just don't see that every day. <laughs> I've got it's a not couple. a real giant mosquito. It's yeah. like a big fake giant mosquito and it kills somebody with its big fake proboscis. I love it. <laughs> Originally, I said it was the film that they find that they show that's all trippy and stuff, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is a, a neat idea. You know, this this has got a great story as well. But the thing I put down was the the 80s theater experience. You know, when they're showing the old movies and they're bringing the crowd in, everybody's having fun in the theater. To me, that's what I think of when I think of this movie because even though bad things are happening – Man, I wish people had fun in the theater again. And uh, I, I walk away from popcorn with a lot of that. Because of them having such a good time, they don't realize the stuff that's really happening. But uh, I just love that whole scene with, you know, the crowd walking up and they've got the people dressed up outside the theater. You know, they're going in, they're having fun, they're clapping their hands. I love all that. I love popcorn. It's got the whole movie and a movie feel. Yep. And and I, I love that convention. You can do so much with it. I, I agree. And, and the, the fact that it's a film festival with, in the 80s and everybody's all throwing popcorn at each other and yelling about stuff. I don't like to go into movie theaters like that, but it does definitely, it is a lot of fun. Oh, I'd go. I'd go in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the difference between you and me. <laughs> Speaking of heartbeats, the next episode was Ninja 3 and Remo Williams. 
Number one reason to watch Ninja 3. The first 15 minutes. The first 15 minutes. I mean, there's stuff that goes on in the rest of the movie, but the top reason, just watch the first 15 minutes and see if you're hooked. Right. That, there's no way to, to top it. I mean, don't I, take I, it. When we're going back and, and going through this stuff, I just recently saw where Matthew Tangen said he had just watched Ninja 3. This is just like last week, a couple yeah. weeks ago. And he said he had never seen it before. So we won. We accomplished what we tried to do is get somebody to check this stuff out. And he was just like, what an insane movie. Absolutely, man. The movie is nuts. In the in the first 15 minutes, a ninja, with no explanation, kills like 80 people. <laughs> and it's awesome. Which brings up the great, awesome Remo Williams right behind it, man. Remo Williams. My first reason to watch Remo Williams is Chun. I totally agree. Chun is, is his incredible. Korean mentor. Yep. Teaches him the the, the ways of uh, Shin Jitsu. Uh, sure. There's a name for it in there. It's Fred Ward trained as an assassin by Chun. Awesome. That was my reason. Is the whole the whole training scenes I think are fantastic. The fight on the Statue of Liberty, man. If you watch this movie for any Ooh. reason, it's it's on the poster. The Statue of Liberty scene, man. It's fantastic. You're right. Yep. You're right. That's that's a good one too. Like I thought a Chun first thing, but but uh, yep. the fight on the Statue of Liberty is is unique and amazing. Yep. So, another great favorites of ours, man. That brings up a favorite we forgot about, the pirate movie. I didn't forget about it. <laughs> so, what's your number I, one reason for for the pirate movie? Christy McNichol. No. You know, you- the the pirate movie I threw out there because it's because the the pirate king and and it's amazing and the keep pumping song and all that stuff but christy <laughs> mcnichol is so much fun in that movie that's my number one reason is pumping and blowing the song pumping which and sounds like this so yeah man movie is just uh, <laughs> really really bad really really fun and what and- do you follow up that movie with I don't know. There's nothing you can follow it up with that really exists, is there? <laughs> that brings up the reason we did the episode was the farcical, which is uh, we did a poll and let people decide if there was a sequel that should have been made to a movie, what would it have been? And they all agreed on The Princess Bride 2. And my number one reason <laughs> for The Princess Bride 2 is uh, Sasha's Legs McGee, man, and his donkey. Sausage Legs and... And his spruced up jolly man, right? And his, and his spruced up jolly man riding his donkey. <laughs> oh my! My top reason to watch the Princess Bride two, magical antelopes. <laughs> magical antelopes. <laughs> if you, when 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 the chips are down, you can count on magical antelopes. <laughs> Which um, actually makes me think of one of our corporate sponsors. <clears throat> Oh no. We are happy to give some credit to the Devil's Dry Cleaning Service. <laughs> you know, always demonstrating care so you never lose a fur. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, what do you think about that, kids? <laughs> the kids are on my side. <laughs> sure, they are. Yeah, man. Princess Bride 2, that's one of my favorite things we've done. So you need to check that out for sure. Next episode. (laughs) Did (laughs) I break you? Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) The next episode, we did uh, (laughs) 
the incredibly well-acted Texas Chainsaw 2 and the incredibly well-acted Pieces. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So, number one reason for Chainsaw 2, man. What you got? I have the nihilistic ending of Chainsaw 2 where the the final girl is uh, doing the chainsaw dance on the top of right. the the mountain in the middle of Texas Battleland, which is like a dystopian <laughs> theme park. That, that's the top reason. You wait till the end. There it is. Make your own conclusion. Right. I just got, <laughs> this is what I wrote down, Dennis Hopper all coked up. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we had Duncan McLeish on the show. That's all he said. Every other, yeah, it was coked up to his eyeballs. <laughs> Not Nomland. <laughs> and Duncan also picked the next movie, Pieces, which he he just absolutely loves this movie. I mean, I'm a fan, but he's like really a fan. So what's your, I'm anxious to see what this is. What's your number one reason for Pieces? My top reason for Pieces is... um. Is Paul L. Smith, the sure. uh, the guy who plays the groundskeeper. He's keeping it real. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he, he's great in the role, the red herring, the whole deal. He, he gives everybody the, the hairy eyeball, and, and the, uh, <laughs> he fights people with two-by-fours. And Well, there's a lot of reasons that should be the reason you watch Pieces. But I'm going to say the scene that stands out to me when I think of this movie, which leads up to the great Linda Day George line that she repeats time and time again but uh the girl being cut in half in the the bathroom is i think is good of a practical effect that i've seen in any movie as far as a horror movie i i it just it looks great that whole sequence too like like the run-up to it where she's trapped and and the, the guy's coming through and she yep. um has an accident and you know all that stuff it's that's well put together suspense i mean you know what's going to happen so it's not the best but uh, yeah that whole sequence is pretty good yeah folks you know if you haven't seen pieces it is one of a kind no doubt about it it's like the howling too you really don't know where it's coming from but it's a it's a bag of squirrels man it's great I love it. Which we'll just roll into the next episode. Next episode, episode twenty-one, Fright Night and Fright Night Two. Yeah. And, and my top reason for watching Fright Night is because it's perfect. <laughs> Good. I like that. I see where you're I mean, going I, there. It's a vampire movie. It's it's based kind of on uh, on Rear Window, where somebody sees something but nobody believes him, and what he sees is a vampire. There's nothing bad about that movie, and I will defend it to the end of my days. I, I love it too. I put Chris Sarandon. Chris Sarandon, man. Peter Vincent. Oh yeah. I mean, Roddy McDowell. I mean, it's a great movie. I, I can't give it one yep. element that stands out over all the rest, though, because it's such a perfect piece. It, it's put together so well. I agree. That no one thing kind of takes the show. Right. Yeah. It's just a well, well put together movie, and it's unlike anything else that's out there. I really think it's it does have the rear window feel to it, but. It is its own thing and, and just a classic. We're not talking about the remake. We're talking about the 80s version. So, Also yes. with Fright Night 2, uh, what, what did you pick? What was your number one reason? Yeah, my number one uh, reason for, for Fright Night 2 was John Grease. The, uh, <laughs> yes. You know, the, the, uh, I don't know, the Wolfen vampire, because they, they have kind of a rogues gallery of, of enemies in that one. Um, and, and he's one of them. And Hey, you might remember him as Uncle Rico in uh, in Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, 
he's a character actor. He's in a ton of stuff. He's in Monster Squad too. Yep. Um, Which we need to do sometime. Great. Yeah, absolutely. John Grease. That's my yep. top reason. I've got the uh, the transformation on live TV. You know when the the lady vampire takes over the show and she shows her true face, but everybody just thinks it's a special effect. That's a very show stopping scene, man. That is well put together. It's it's scary. <laughs> it, it's it's unsettling. Yeah, that that scene just really stands out to me because there's nothing else like it in any movie. Not, not even the reenactment of the last scene in Howling in the Howling Two, <laughs> where they like well, put man. somebody in a gorilla suit and had him jump up and down on a desk. That's the Howling Two, man. You can't compare <laughs> anything to the Howling Two. <laughs> not, nothing compares. All right, that brings us up to the next episode we did, which we covered some Dario Argento classics. We did Deep Red and Phenomena. And uh, Deep Red, man. Just one of my favorite movies, period. I love it. And my number one reason, it's probably yours as well, it's got a lot of great suspense, a lot of murder mystery things going on. But that creepy doll coming out, man, if you're going to show anybody one scene, that's kind of the one you have to go with. Agreed. The the weird doll killing scene in the middle of Deep Red is comes out of nowhere. I mean, it has nothing else to do with the movie, and it's just one of the most nightmarish-looking things you've ever seen. It's such an odd scene. Love it. Yeah, the, the movie's probably my favorite Argento movie, and yeah, you know, that scene, as weird as it is, you know, just seems to fit somehow. Yeah. Yep. It moves on to Phenomena, which. Uh, was known as Creepers as well, where Jennifer Connelly can speak to insects. And I just wrote down very vaguely the last 10 minutes, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I wrote down the last 30 because I think I started yeah. clocking it when we were rewatching it. Like the first half or more of the movie, it kind of goes all over the place and it's got some neat stuff in it. Yeah. Um, but the last 30 minutes, it hits the ground running and yep. it doesn't stop until it's over. It's got a great opening and an incredible ending. So if we could take the beginning of Ninja 3 and put it in the middle of that, so have the Phenomena opening and then the big, long Ninja scene for the rest of the movie and then the last 30 minutes of Phenomena, we've got the greatest movie in history. I can't argue with that. Well, of course you that can. That is probably the most perfect thing I've ever heard. Well, that's, that's what we're here for. Our next episode is Demons and Demons 2. Yeah. Thanksgiving episode. Oh, yeah, because what's more Thanksgiving than demons? Yeah, demon popping up out of your back. So for the first movie, I said the girl changing in front of the the movie screen. She falls through the screen. She's on the stage. They all rush up. Man, that transformation scene still just blows me away. The effects in that movie are fantastic. Well, you know, my top reason for demons, the soundtrack's really good. Yeah. But... I, and I had to mention that, but the, my top reason is the movie in a movie thing, just like oh, yeah. in popcorn, you know, the, the theater and the people who come to the theater to see the movie. Then the movie kind of unfolds what's going to happen in the movie itself. It's a good convention. I really like it. Which leads to Demons 2. Man, mine's pretty simple. I mean, the movie's got a lot of great stuff in it. They're confined into a giant apartment building. The part where Sally, which is the main demon, comes rappelling down the side of that building head first is nightmarish, man. That scene just sticks out so much to me. Yeah, my, my top reason is Sally's birthday party. Where they're dancing yeah. to uh, 
the Smiths and all that stuff. Yeah, and well, and, and then she ends up transforming there yeah. at the birthday cake, and she, you know, she digs into that guy's arm. Right. That that sequence, you know, is just it's so understated and overstated at the same time. It's like nobody really knew who, how they would act if that happened, and they'll do a pretty good job of inventing good reactions. We don't have the modern zombie, the fast-moving, angry zombies without these movies. So, if you haven't seen them, you check them out, man. They're a slice of '80s horror history. And speaking of checking out, let's make sure we uh, give a plug to one of our new sponsors. Oh no! <laughs> uh, Jerry's Booby Traps and Pits, where we put the P on punchy spikes. <sighs> I don't even know what to say. Maybe this. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to the next episode where we had a comedy duo of epic proportions. Yes. UHF and Johnny Dangerously. Yeah. How can we say anything more about these movies? How much we love them. They are total staples of our lives. I would say UHF influenced our show more than anything else that's out there. Yeah, Weird Al Yankovic got one shot at a movie, and he didn't do us wrong with it. He added everything he possibly could and kept trying to throw stuff until the very last minute. <laughs> so what's your favorite part? My, you know, I, with UHF, I said, it's just a perfect comedy. It's it's a madcap, zany, perfect comedy. And uh, it's got heart. It's got a great bad guy, just like Inner Space, because it's the same bad guy. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just great. <laughs> There's no one thing. You just got to watch UHF. Yep. Don't even listen to our episode about UHF. Just watch it. Go right now. That's a statement right there, man. Don't listen to our show. Go check it out. So, mine's got to be Raul's Wild Kingdom, man. <laughs> I mean, that scene to me, yeah, I want more Raul's Wild Kingdom. I really do. I, I, I would watch a series of that. <laughs> well, that's what Raul's hoping. That's right. So... The next movie, man, Johnny Dangerously, Michael Keaton, The Bat. Yeah, yeah, Michael Keaton. My, my top reason for watching Johnny Dangerously, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun that's in that movie. But my top reason is Danny Berman, <laughs> played by Joe Piscopo. Yeah. Again, you got the villain. You know, he he's ready to kill anybody who gets in his way. You know, he's uh, all of his lines are on point. You know, when he's there, he does a great job. Love Danny Berman. Oh yeah. Mine is the the same area, the, the, the main bad guy, Maroney, who says, You fucking sneaky bastards. Yes. <laughs> Roman Maroney. Yeah, Roman Maroney is, is incredible, man. Oh, that guy's hilarious. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like we said, he was supposed to be Mork for Orc, and I just can't imagine that guy being, <laughs> being Mork. It'd been yeah, great it if he was Mork and he still sure. talked that way. <laughs> Nano, nano, you ice holes. <laughs> we're, we're, we're coming to a close here. We've got two more episodes. Yeah. We're going all the way up to... Sure. Why not? So the Star Wars Christmas special, or the Christmas special we had, but it was the Star Wars holiday special that we covered. What's That's right, your number, What's your number one reason for, for, the, for the Star Wars holiday special? <laughs> well, my... my- I think you know that my top reason for watching the Star Wars holiday special is B. Arthur's Cantina sing along. <laughs> Say goodbye, friends. Is that a tear friend? Oh. 
Don't you cry, friends. Yeah. yeah. I just I just went for all of it here and I just said Wookiee porn. That was that was odd and uncomfortable. You should see it. Well, actually I would say like you said a while ago about UHF, but I would say right opposite. Don't watch the the special. Just listen to our episode. Yeah, yeah, you you may I mean I think our episode is equally as long as the special. Right. But we have the buzz, so you know That's right. Lots of fun, man. We had a lot of fun with that show. So my top reason for listening to our holiday special is the Boz. It works for me. Our Christmas special that we did before, though, where we were you know live televised and stuff. That's pretty good stuff, though. Oh, oh it's, it's a lot of fun. The whole epi- it was fun opening of that episode, yeah. All right. All right. So after that, we got the Wraith. The Wraith, our, our newest of new episodes. and um, Well, you can't say that because Punisher would be before this one. Our uh, almost newest episode. <laughs> the wraith and my top reason to watch the wraith is randy quaid as lieutenant loomis i would have never thought that his 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 lines are great (laughs) he's the best actor in the bunch love it that's a very true and sad statement (laughs) when he's the best actor in the show so uh i would say sherilyn finn but uh, I'm going to go with uh, just the whole idea, man. He's a cool-looking entity that's just out for revenge. He stands there. He's cool. He's got the shotgun. He's got some good imagery, man. Some good car chase scenes. It's just a fun movie. Uh, I enjoyed going back and seeing it again. Nice. Yeah, I I, I really enjoyed it by the end of it as well. Yep. So Which brings the, us the up next- to your favorite, The Punisher. The pun- the 1989 Dolph Lundgren Punisher. I have to make sure I give the caveat because there are so many since then. You know, my top reason for watching The Punisher. You know, you watch this scene, and and if you're hooked, then it's the right movie for you. Is when the yakuza attack the dock. You know, yep. The yakuza attack the Italian crime lords, and and they uh you know they're throwing these these balls that are spiked, and they're uh, they're they're killing the wise guys everywhere, and the Punisher comes down. It's just a fun superhero fight scene. Yep. I'm taking it to the other end of the movie. I like where the Punisher goes in and he's fighting all the Yakuza at the end. I, I, that just brings it home. I love the opening of the movie. I think it's got a good strong, you know, where he's going and knocking some people off. But I really like the whole ending sequence. It's solid, man. Good movie. Yeah. So cool. Folks out there, if you want to, on the Facebook page, let us know what your favorite episodes are and what you like about them. This is all interactive, man. We're just doing this for fun. But uh, it's been kind of cool going back and checking these out. And uh, we're going to move right into something else here where we just talk about uh, our favorite skits or whatnot that we've done on the show. So you guys know we enjoy doing all the commercials, all that good stuff. And Going back to what we just talked about with Beastmaster is uh, Danny doing uh, Rip Torn. And I just, I love that one. It goes like this. People, you need to know the ways of R. You ask yourselves, how do I serve R? What do I give R? How do I sate R's bloodlust? Good news. There are three steps and I, Mayax, will give them to you now. (laughs) One, have babies. Two, bring them to me, Mayax, the high priest of the Jun Horde, here at the Temple Pyramid. Three, watch me throw them into the pit of fire. It's as simple as that, people. 
Want to be a death guard? Inquire with an acolyte. <laughs> Remember, R wants your children. The previous message was paid for by the Jun Horde LLC and does not reflect the beliefs or opinions of the Hail Ming Power Hour. <laughs> Hail Ming. Oh, that's a great one, man. It's simple. You know, among my favorites, I've got to say, uh, yeah, I love your Michael McDonald intro to uh, uh, the <laughs> Quigley Down Under, where you uh, did the synopsis as Michael McDonald sang about Baby Zelo. Yeah, let's see. Forget the the ending part of it, (laughs) which I have to say, because of coming out of that in that episode, and you brought it up as well. But the adventures of Baby CeeLo Green is one of my favorite things I've done. I've got it here too. He survived the outback, and now he's coming to America to right a wrong from long ago. Pictures presents the adventures of Baby CeeLo Green. Come enjoy the fun with Baby CeeLo and his new caretaker, Uncle Snuff. The dad blaming Baby CeeLo. He can't just go around and be a killing everybody. Now you just put down that knife. You'll be wondering who's taking care of who. You get down off that wagon, you're going to catch a cold. And stop hitting that girl in the head with a hammer. <laughs> it's wild. Baby CeeLo, you get off that end then. It's fun. Yeah, blame CeeLo, get off that train. It's an adventure that pleases everyone. Go, baby CeeLo, not the rocket launcher. (laughs) Don't miss the adventures of baby CeeLo Green coming this August. Yeah, man, we're we're not right. Well, speaking of people who aren't right, how about uh, how about Johnny Krug's Bill Cosby uh, synopsis for the car? Oh, let's see where is it at. <laughs> I've got it here. I'm Bill Cosby, and 
today I'm talking about a movie called Christine, starring John Goodman and Ashton Kutcher. This movie is about a man who turns into a woman named Christine and then is subsequently turned into a car who's zipping and popping the zips. But the car <laughs> is a super sexy car. Beautiful all the way from the wheels to the roofie. Oh, apparently my lawyers tell me I can't say the word roofie, so I guess I'll switch it with the word Rudy. Rudy! But the movie's got a special cameo by me, myself, Bill Cosby. I play a man who helps women get back into their vehicles after they passed out from a long night of drinking. And Christine, obviously, is the vehicle played by John Goodman. That is there to zippity bop to help me facilitate this. So I hope you enjoy this movie. It's directed by Karen Carpenter of The Carpenters and written by Martin Luther King. <laughs> so I'm looking at uh, what we posted out there. It's first response and saying, you know, what are some of your favorite parts of the show? Um, Jamie Miskell said that there are too many to pick from. You guys are such a wonderful and different show. Can't wait to see what you do next. So no real answer there. But Jason Gray said easily the single best moment is the Highlander burger ad from episode 10. That is a good one, man. And we got a sample of that, too. Welcome to Highlander Burger, where every meal is a prize. How can I help you today? Where did this place come from? I drive by here every day, and this restaurant has never been here before. I was passing by, and I felt an urge to check it out. There will come a time when many are drawn here for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. They'll be gathering any minute. I see the business is quickening. What do you have? Kurgan Burgers? Kurgan Burger is the special. For just two bucks more, you can make it a combo. All you gotta do is say, just give me the fries for a large side and an ice cold Zeist. He lost me at Zeist. Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> what? Are those two guys fighting? Shot. <laughs> that rim shot's terrible. <laughs> uh, I, I've got several friends from high school that I probably need to throw out a. Uh, well, we talked about Highlander and uh, Ice Cold Zeist, and and Highlander Burger came up when we were. I don't know. We were joking around, and I don't know who initially came up with it, but Charles Hunter, Peter Cameron, uh, Pete? Mark Allison, Mark. Yeah, all, all of them were there, uh, and we we kind of. I didn't steal the the premise because I don't think it was ever the you know the written, but yeah, you know, I just want to give them a shout out. Thanks, guys. <laughs> all right, so I'm reading on here. Uh, Ryan Nicholas says the farcical and the holiday special, hands down, are his favorite things. I know for a fact, though, he is a diehard fan of the time machine, which you hear all the time, but that's one thing that he always brings up. So that's cool. I love Dean Martin's reply. It just says ice hole. (laughs) (laughs) Ice hole. (laughs) RJ McCready says, uh, Rick singing the hell, uh, hell Ming Hawkman from the holiday special. And, uh, the witch, our buddy, the witch said that two of my top favorites, uh, was the Ninja 3 domination episode and the adverts and Danny's shoehorning in of buy a bag, go home in a box on the popcorn episode. And uh, uh, 
we actually have the uh, the commercial that goes with both of those right here. So here's the the one from Popcorn. Hello, is this where the tagline Omatic is sold? I've looked all over. Yeah, doll, we sell them right here. Just put your plot in the microphone and let her rip with the perfect tagline. I'll demonstrate. Movie about a guy who sneaks around killing people in a movie theater. <laughs> Popcorn. Buy a bag. Go home in a box. That's great. Can I test it out? Sure, toots. Action and jungle. Lost treasure is sought by man and woman on the run. Danger jungle. Buy a bag. Go home in a box. What? How is that a good tagline? It was just the same line as the first one. Hey, you didn't say what kind of treasure. Uh, could have been a bag of gold. And if they die, a coffin's a box. Let me try again. Medieval fantasy, magical armies, and struggle against evil empire. Magic sword. Buy a bag. Go home in a box. This is crap. I'm out of here. <laughs> Third one this week. Machine, what do you think the problem with these people is? People problems. Buy a bag. Go home in a box. <laughs> Pure gold. <laughs> uh, the music so, in the background makes it, though, man. <laughs> I, I was just going to say that the fun fact about that music, that is actual uh, that, that is actual background music from Kmart. That's it's on a uh, it's on like a, a cassette tape reel to reel. Like That's I was looking awesome. at music to put in the background, and it was like two hours of Kmart music. <laughs> I still didn't use it because it was so perfect. All right, so for Ninja Three, this is actually one of my favorite characters, and we just haven't developed it enough, or I don't know if enough people like it, but I love. <laughs> Reverend J.C. Winneman. I just, I do. I love the character. And uh, the guy singing in the background. So here's the one for Ninja 3. Evils abound and the world is on fire. If you've been watching that devil box, then you've seen the latest attack for your very souls. Ninja possession. Possession. That's right. The devil put on his ninjutsu outfit uh, and made that girl feel the wrath of the ninja star. Ninja star. Hello, folks. Pastor J.C. Winneman here. You may remember me as the preacher that saved that 10-year-old boy uh, after being possessed by a sumo wrestler uh, and I cast him out into a pack of raccoons and today (laughs) I'm here to tell you brothers and sisters the evil is back uh, sixfold to destroy the world uh, in which we live from day to day But it can be turned around, for I have great news for you. Good news. Pastor J.C. Winneman is now the only certified ninja exorcist in the Tri-County. So if your loved one is dressed all in black 
has a sword, listens to 80s pop music, no, no. and has a video game console in their house. Don't get Give me a call, and I will cast that evil ninja spirit out, out and throw it into a, a possum or something. Yeah. Uh, maybe a chicken, and then we'll fry that sucker. That's delicious. So don't delay and call. This is Pastor J.C. Winneman saying, change your ways before you set a blaze. <laughs> Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. <laughs> what, about, uh, what about the Pirate King workout? It, it's, it's a little long, but it's funny. Hey, Let's <laughs> see. Are y'all muscles like a wet noodle? Is there too much barrel over your cut piece? <laughs> well, good news. <laughs> the Pirate King is here to help with a Pirate King workout. That's right. Join us on the high seas and soon you'll be ready to shiver her timbers or swab her decks. That's right. The bilge and the poop there for you, my friend. Let's start now. Thrust, squat, thrust, squat, 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 punch, 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 feel burn, yes. Squat, 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 lift, lift, jump, jump. Very good. You in the back. Work harder. <laughs> yes. Squat. Squat. Punch. Punch. Run. Run. Run in place, you fat lard butt. Yes. <laughs> Soon you will be strong like the Pirate King. He will do 102 push ups a day. Push up. Down. Up. He's really running through it. Squat. Squat. Yes. That's not a squat, man. Yes. Lunge. Lunge like you're going to thrust that sword into an enemy. Squat. 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 Push. That's fun, man. What about Daryl D.B. Cooper? <laughs> well, that's good, but I want to go old school real quick. I want to go all the way back to the beginning, because this is still one of my favorite ones, man. But it's this one. <laughs> Visit Scenic Crow, the planet you've never heard of. Book your trip today. Big mountains. No population. <laughs> Visit Corwin's Palace. The Great Swamp, the legendary Emerald Palace, volcanoes with undiscovered treasure. Do you like spiders? Thought you would. Check out the Cave of the Crystal Spider. The Black Fortress is just a fire mare ride away for now. So visit Scenic Crow and book your vacation today. I just, I love that one because it sounds like 
something you would hear on a late night show and some local made commercial, you know. It's great. Well, we we were uh, we we're just starting out. Yeah, that was the first thing we did. We and you did it on the spot. I mean, you took about twenty seconds and wrote it out. I put some music behind it. Bang! The start of a a whole new idea. Yeah, Daryl D B Cooper, man. I thought that was fun. Here it is. From the hit movie April Fool's Day. Ralph Mouth Records is releasing the Lost Soundtrack for the first time. Discovered by the hit podcast, The Hell Ming Pow Hour, it's the lost legacy of Daryl D.B. Cooper. Featuring the lost classic that everybody loves, The Man Without a Face. You're with your baby, and you're on a boat, and the sun is hot. But your girlfriend's not really up for your games That's a crying shame Oh, but look out He's the man without a face And he's coming real close, don't wait It's the man without a face And it got ripped off by a Daryl D.B. Cooper. And I am super thrilled that Ralph Mouth Records is releasing the April Fool's Day soundtrack. Matter of fact, I am so excited. I'm adding these extra songs just for you. Remember this one? So even though I've been gone for a while, it is fantastic to know that there are fans out there who still like the classics. Maybe you remember this one as well. It's an oldie but a goodie. Welcome to my wheelchair. I think it's really fancy. I think you're gonna see it really rolls. And I am thankful to my friends at the Hell Ming Power Hour for getting people interested in my music again. So I wrote this for them. The Julian Hell Ming listeners. Listen to a podcast, it's gonna be a good one. Andy Broccoli's on it and he's talking about Commando. The Julian <laughs> Hell Ming listeners. So even though my brother has had bigger hits, we know where the real talent is. <laughs> Buy it today. Get your copy of the Daryl D.B. Cooper classic, the April Fool's Day soundtrack, wherever you can find Ralph Mouth Records. Oh, but look out. He's the man without a face. And he's coming real close. Don't wait. It's the man without
Yeah, that's pretty fun. It's amazing because you forget <laughs> what you did in them after you go back and listen. You go, wow, I can't well, stand yeah. the science guy. <laughs> It's just, it's just uh, you know, like, I need to put something together, and I've right. got this idea, and you, you sit down and you bang it out, and then, then it's gone. Um, so. Now, you know, we've had somebody to jump in and help do a lot. we got a lot of people that help with the show do other things, and uh, my buddy Jeremy Finch, or our buddy Jeremy Finch, Finch Dog, sends in things all the time, and we both love this one, and it was just Perfect from the first time we heard it. So this is Allied Motors, one of his skits he did. Howdy hi there, friends and neighbors. This is your old pal El Monte Slim telling you come on down to Allied Motors here in Overton. We got some out-of-side bargains down here on cars, and be sure to bring the kitties too. We got free pony rides and lollipops for the little folks. <laughs> Talking about suckers, look at this sucker over here. That's a 58 Plymouth Fury, Hellfire Red. She's got a few miles on her and a few dings and scratches over here on the, the well... Well, she did have some damage. Looks to be A-OK right now. The radio is stuck on the oldie station, and the door locks sometimes work on their own. But other than that, she's a steal at forty-nine fifty. Got a personalized plate that says, Christine, someone done named this beauty. It can be yours today, so come on down to Allied Motors. We also just got this nice Ford van, black with red stripe. Looks as if someone has welded a battling ram to the front of it as well. Has a few bullet holes, but runs like a top. It can be yours for forty-two fifty today. We'll even throw in the gold chains hanging from the mirror. What do we have over here? Well, just traded in is a beautiful white Ford Bronco. Quick turnaround sale can be yours today for $37.50. Has monogram seats with the initials AC and looks to be a good vehicle for low-speed chases. And finally, now if you're looking for the car, my friends, this is the car for <laughs> you. We got a blacked-out 1971 Lincoln Continental Mark III. Flat black, tinted windows, and chrome bumpers and wheels. This beauty is built tough and would make a great Sunday driver. It can be yours for four grand today. Bloodstains included free. We need these off the lot. Everything must go to make room for new inventory. You're probably wondering how to get here. Will you take any freeway and get off on the Washington Cutoff? Go 57 miles to get to a north and a south? You don't want to go north. You stay south and head straight south till you come to a tasty freeze. Hang a ride and go 37 miles till you get to a Sinclair station. You go on that Sinclair station, walk right up to the counter and ask, where the hell am I? Come on out and see us today at Allied Motors. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it makes me look bad. He <laughs> makes us all I'm, look bad. <laughs> but yeah, that's great. That, I love the the Allied Motors. It's right. it perfect. All right, I got I got one more commercial lined up, and it's uh, okay. It's the table lifts. <laughs> table lifts. <laughs> hey, have you ever wanted to pump some iron with attitude? you don't have the money or equipment no problem for almost $25 you can be trained by me Greg Tolan I can show you how to get the most potential out of your body without stepping foot in the gym how is this possible you say well it's easy table lifts that's right you can use end tables coffee tables kitchen tables and my personal favorite lunchroom tables you can pump up with any table and keep the money in your pocket can't find a table <laughs> no problem just pick up a nerd and do some reps <laughs> it's that easy so get the total package the Greg Tolan package no pain no gain call now 
Yeah. <laughs> you never were, I, know where inspiration is going to come from. <laughs> for almost $25. <laughs> Alright, so let's talk about synopsis for a little bit. And uh you've been knocking them out of the park here lately, but I still say this is my favorite one, man. I love I got some what? I got some crap. That's <laughs> I got some crappy ones. <laughs> this one's great though. Oh, hey man. This is Tommy Chong, man. I'm here in the woods to talk to you about one of my favorite movies, man. I'm talking about Willow Man. It's the story of a guy who likes trees so much, they call him, you guessed it, Tree Man. (laughs) Anyway, he moves into the forest and meets the chipmunks and muskrats and chimpanzees, man. And then a big old Willow comes to him. And he's like, run for president, man. (laughs) So he does, and he wins. Great movie, man. Good story. (laughs) You totally caught me so off guard with that one, man. It's great. So, I like, I've got a, a little series of things here to go through, but my favorite, let's see, my favorite thing i guess that happened in a show started off with with duncan you know being our guest and uh <laughs> when you're talking about the wild boys <laughs> and uh everybody knows duncan's laugh is just totally infectious and, and he just cracks us up so i've got a series of things to go through here with this so this is from the episode where we covered highlander <laughs> this is great there you go <laughs> Nice mic drop there. Thanks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so so true story about the video for Wild Boys. I, I had I had borrowed a uh, a pair of uh, toy handcuffs mm-hmm. at, at school from like a friend. It was one of the ones with the big like fake police handcuff key, and it had a little re- release latch. And I was playing with it like I was caught, and I was escaping from the the handcuffs and watching the Wild Boys video. And on my television in my house, I jumped up on a table. I was swinging around the the one um, unbuckled handcuff, and my sister walked in the house, and she gave me a look like, the hell are you doing? (laughs) And I just said, wild boys, man. (laughs) 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 Don't die, Duncan. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. Oh. It doesn't surprise me actually. <laughs> I love that clip, which leads right into this next part. And the whole reason we started doing the synopsis and making them nothing like the movie was because of this clip right here. <laughs> the eyes in the back of your head. People were asking about you. What am I supposed to tell them? Simple. Tell them I'm immortal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, hold on. <laughs> oh, 
That's amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. I have a surprise synopsis for you. Okay. This is from <laughs> this is from Sheriff Pepper. <laughs> Sheriff J. W. Pepper here. Tell you about a movie called Highlander with Sean Connery and Christopher Lambert. It's about a Scottish helicopter pilot in competition to see who can land on the tallest building. The winner gets crowned a Highlander, and the man that loses got to get his head chopped off in the whirly blades. These boys and their damn egos, apparently there can only be one. So sit back and enjoy what's basically the Scottish version of Top Gun. What's happening here? Is this thing on? Are you even listening to me, boy? <laughs> Oh, I'm so ready for that. <laughs> Andy sent me sent me that the other day, and I was just cackling, man. That's was that Blockley? That's Blockley, yeah. Oh, wait till I speak to him. That was Andy. I love you to bits, but that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> He's been watching sure. old James I'll... Bond. <laughs> so bad, but so amazing. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> oh, Andy, well done, well done, sir. Is he like the 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 wolf sheriff? And uh, because of that episode, we owe a big part of this show to Andy Blockley just doing something crazy like that. And uh, I still say that's the best synopsis ever. <laughs> oh man, the Highlander. It's great. <laughs> so, one more thing. This is the last thing I've got, unless you can think of some more. You know, the Randy Newman thing came out of nowhere. I I still don't understand how it blew up like it did, but uh, my favorite Randy Newman thing is when we had Johnny Krug on, and it's the, the howling synopsis. So, I'm going to play it. We got uh, our favorite uh, musician, songwriter, Randy Newman. <laughs> Hi, I'm Randy Newman. And they asked me to come tell you about this little song. It's called The Howling. It came out back in 1981. And they say it's a horror movie. Boy, I love them horror movies, boy. <laughs> the song goes like this. After the rebels have been brutally overpowered by the Empire on their new werewolf planet. Lycanthrope Skywalker takes advanced crochet training with Scott Bayo. It is also directed by Spike Lee and stars Eddie Murphy and Shaka Khan. Werewolves all over the place Trying to get in your face Hey, hey guys! After hearing that, I think I watched the wrong movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I watched the same one either. But I was- so that kind of changed Randy Newman's status forever, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, it it's popular and it 
it can go a lot of different places. And we can't forget, you know, Mark Allison, you know, cranking out stuff for us. And Court Psyops has got some great stuff. And yeah. we've got so many that are not good. I think of, you know, Mr. T for Excalibur and stuff like that. Oh. <laughs> well, and, and I, did, I did that terrible skit for, uh, for Willow. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't come together. So uh, you know, it's not always magic, folks. There, there is times when it falls a little flat. But hey, guys, you know, if you want to, you know, feel free to comment on these. What are your favorite, you know, skits, parts, whatever? Uh, you know, we just do this for just the the sheer enjoyment of of this show. All right, well, that leads us up to uh, the best way I can think of ending this show is reflecting your thoughts, the listeners reflecting back on our show. So we got quite a bit of stuff here. Uh, had several emails that were sent in, and uh, I'm just going to start reading these out. By the way, thanks for all the kind words, and appreciate everybody listening. So here we go. This first one's from uh, Jamie Miskell. It says, I found your your podcast while listening to another podcast. Heard your clip, and then he said how great a show it was. I gave it a listen, and I am one happy girl. Growing up in the 80s, and a lot of these movies I grew up with, or in some case had forgotten about, and you brought them new life. I look forward to new episodes. You guys are so great, and you seem to have fun podcasting together. So congrats to you both on a fantastic podcast and one-year anniversary. Can't wait to see what you guys have in store for us in 2017. Your loyal subject... Jamie, oh Jamie, you know it's it's good to know that our um, the acting that we do, where we pretend to like each other, is actually <laughs> fooling people. No, thanks so much. Those are that's great. Um, that's what it's for is bringing these things back up to the forefront, reminding you of things you may have forgotten about in your childhood, and and nothing's better than hearing that that's working. Yep. Glad you're getting that out of it because we do it for the money, and that's the only reason we work together. And, uh, you know, even the Eagles got back together because of the money. So that's kind of how we roll. <laughs> All right. This next one is from RJ McCready, you know, our buddy that's been uh, posting a lot on the page and stuff. So says, hey, guys, it's RJ. Just wanted to say hi from Outpost 31 and congratulate you for one year anniversary. Thanks for keeping the magic of the 80s alive. The magic of the 80s, you know, there's us and there's David Copperfield, and for sure, we're better than him. Thanks a lot, RJ. <laughs> this next one's probably my favorite. This is from Trin T. Sutherland, and it basically says, I wish I could make more people listen to your show. You're doing awesome. Helming Trin T. Sutherland. <laughs> we wish we could get well, more people to listen, too. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can vote twice. You just have to cross state borders, and uh, it's totally legal. <laughs> but we appreciate that, man. And he's actually sent me some conversations of, man, he said, I know people would love this if I could just make them understand what it was about. So keep trying, buddy. Well, yeah, and, and, and bring it to us. If you find a place where you want us to, to try and advertise, you know, we're, we're trying to put the word out there. So if you know something we don't know, we're more than willing to uh, to – Travel along with you. And as you've learned, uh, we take your advice and just uh, totally ignore it. So, uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> so not always we, true. We appreciate it, man. We appreciate you trying to get other people to listen to because we're doing the same thing. We're trying to get people to listen. So, you're in the same boat. Hail Ming. 
We'll keep up the content. Thanks That's a right. lot, man. So another cool guy, Stephen White, uh, sent us a message. Says, "Hey guys, congrats on your one year anniversary." I had never taken the time to listen to a podcast, but I decided to give you two a shot. Here were two regular fellas shooting the breeze, discussing movies they had a real passion for. And these weren't the big budget movies we all know, but those hidden gems that often get overlooked. It made for a very interesting and engaging listen, one that I wanted to return to the next time. Not only did I return for each new show, you invited me into the illustrious throne room of Ming. That's right. And have made me feel welcome. Thank you for the hours of entertainment and allowing me to be a part of the Helming family. Keep doing what you're doing, and I look forward to another great year. Helming. Man, it is getting really hard to be sarcastic about these comments coming in. It's it's, it's so nice to hear these people are enjoying the show so much. Yeah, man. It's only been a year. It's really it's really blowing my mind that it's only been a year. It seems like longer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every show feels like it's three weeks worth of trying to get stuff together. <laughs> it seems like it's been forever. <laughs> but that, those are everybody says such nice things. I mean, it just yeah. makes me want to go out and put another show together. And man, that's great. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's the motivation, man. So that's why we do it. I mean, what's one thing to get to be goofballs and have fun, be creative? But if you don't have people listening, why else would you do it? So. It's all about you folks, so we appreciate it. We did it all for you, Damien. <laughs> Look up here, Damien. It's all for you. <laughs> Speaking of Damien. <laughs> nice. We've got some messages that uh, were recorded and sent to us. And we're going to kick this off with none other than our big buddy, The Witch. Let's hear what he's got to say. One. One year, man. One year. One year. One year of the Hail Ming Power Hour. Absolutely out of the blue in 2016, we were all amazed and entertained with some of the funniest and well-produced podcasts I have ever heard. Ricky and Danny are two guys totally committed to delivering quality shows and pushing the envelope on every single show. Along with the show... There is one of the funniest and most contributed Facebook groups I've ever been a part of, which is truly amazing. So from the land down under, it's me, the witch, saying buy a bag and go home in a box to celebrate an awesome <laughs> first year anniversary, guys. Well done. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, thanks, witch. Yeah, he's cool, man. Be looking for his new show. It's coming out, too, man. He's got a new podcast coming out. It's going to be, I believe, a daily show. And uh, that's going to be pretty awesome, man. Yeah, I think I think I have a, a sound clip here. The witch, 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 versus, versus. <laughs> the doomsday, doomsday, clock, clock, clock. Yeah, that's... It had that, yeah, that <laughs> echo in it. How did you find that? That's awesome. Myself, with a cardboard box and a pair of scissors. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, and as, as always, there's uh, our buddy Matthew Tangent, who's always lighting up our page as well with a bunch of stuff. Funny guy, very creative, and, and he sent us a pretty interesting message as well. Uh, hello? Is this thing, like, on? Uh, Beavis, turn that crap off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just wanted to, like, say, you guys, like, don't suck and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they rule! They rule! 
Uh, shut up, Beavis. I'm trying to tell them they're cool. Uh, yeah, keep up the programming and stuff. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, fire, fire. Like, cool, like, fire. Uh, yeah. Shut up. That's pretty good. Yeah, that was, it was great Beavis. You know, of course, Butthead talks more, so it's a little hard to nail it. But, man, that, that was good. It yeah. took me back. <laughs> but he's always doing crazy stuff for us as well. So he's he's a lot of fun. So looking forward to another year of his craziness as well. And, again, he's got a uh, he's got a Facebook page, The uh, the Way of the Nerd. Right. So, uh, you know, yeah, check that out if you like our stuff. And I'm sure that, that you mesh with him and we'll all add to making everything better together. Yeah, I mean, he, a lot of similarities of the stuff that he likes that he carries on his page that, that's happened a lot on ours as well. So it just, it's a good marriage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. All right. So jumping from that, my good friend Darren Wilson sent us one as well. Rock and roll. Here we go. Hey, guys. It's your friend Darren over at the Psycho Semantic Podcast. I just wanted to say happy one year. To you, Ricky and Danny. Can't believe it's only been a year that the juggernaut of the Hailming Power Hour has been upon us, but juggernaut. you guys just keep getting better. Wanted to stop by real quick and say thanks and happy birthday. You guys have a big fan. Some I don't know how he uh, got my number or I got his number, but he would not leave me alone until I let him record a message. So uh, I'll go and I'll let him finish it out. But um, thanks, guys. Hey, Rick and Danny. This is your friend Arnold. I blew my cover to say happy one year. That is no girly number, but it is more girly than two. <laughs> so I'll get going. <laughs> So, wow, Arnold. Yeah. So a big problem that we I know that to ourselves, we say it all the time. What have we started? <laughs> you got all these guys that are, are serious and great at what they do, and they come on our show and become complete idiots, and I love it. <laughs> you blew my cover. That's, that's great, man. Uh, yeah, man, he's great. And his new show is fantastic as well. And uh, just getting going. I think he's got two episodes out. So wishing him the best of luck as well. And, man, just appreciate you being a part of this and carrying the torch, buddy. Keep it going. Yeah, I think I think just today he invited me to uh, to do a Enemy Mine episode with him. I'll really? have to jump on that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I posted the, the poster of it, and he was like, hey, I was going to do Enemy Mine. If you want to come on, I was like... Yeah, uh, when do you record? So it has begun. I just wonder if he can handle the Lou. Man, nobody can handle the Lou, but you know we, we can at least talk about him. That's right. <laughs> All right, another buddy that's got a podcast that's just kind of getting going is Joe Parker. Super cool dude as well. He sent us a little message, and it goes a little something like this. 
Hey guys, Joe Parker here. Uh, forgive all the background noise. I'm currently calling in from work, which seems to be a running theme uh, for me with these kind of things. But um, also, too, I'm sorry I got this in so late. The last couple weeks have just really gotten away from me. But uh, happy birthday on the show. You guys are doing a phenomenal job. One year, that's freaking awesome. Um, I'm listening to the Punisher episode, actually, as I record this. And you, you, you screwballs are cracking me up. <laughs> Uh, this has been a great show. I'm looking forward to another year of it. And uh, happy birthday. Great job, guys. Super cool guy, man. I mean, the Punisher episode, too. If he's listening to that right now, it's in for a treat. <laughs> it's a great episode. <laughs> yeah, we had a good time with that one, man. So. But yeah, man, Joe really made me rethink the quality of our audio with the mics and stuff. Man, his mic sounds incredible when you hear it on his show. So I tip the hat to him, man. He does a great job on the production and his show. So uh, I had to rethink some things. So I appreciate that, Joe. All right, we got one more, then we'll let you folks go. I'm not for sure who sent this in, but uh, it, it's it's really good. So... Uh, <laughs> So here we go. Here's uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, hello there, dearie. This is you, Virginia Doubtfire here, and I'm recording a special little message to my two favourite American podcasters, Danny and Ricky, over at the Hail Ming Power Hour. For those that don't know, I'm a 78-year-old, widowed Edinburgh woman who now resides in America and the way I get all my knowledge about what you Yanks do over here on this side of the pond is by listening to the Hail Ming Power Hour. In between being a hip-hop granny that can bebop, dance to you, drop and yo-ho, make a wicked cup of cocoa, I like nothing better than having a warm cup of tea and a slice of cake and listen to Danny and Ricky talk about some fantastic movies that were out when I was still a pensioner. That's how old I am, dearie. I'm, a, I'm an old, old woman all the way from Edinburgh. All I want to say is you keep doing the fantastic work and in between sweeping houses and dancing to Aerosmith's do look like a lady, I'll be listening to your show. All the best, dearies. Take care. Bye. Toodaloo. <laughs> Oh. I have no idea who that is. Do you? <laughs> I have a guess, but it's wrong. <laughs> oh. So wrong. <laughs> if in in any way, form, or fashion you don't know who that is, Duncan McLeish, our buddy, uh, <laughs> he, he's uh, he's one of the main people that even got us starting the wheels rolling on this machine. And, and uh, uh, I can't thank him enough, but it's been neat to see the crazy side come out of him as well. And, and, uh, man, he's just, he's a blast to work with and, and really knows his stuff. And, you know, I say it all the time. We owe him a lot as far as just getting this thing going and answering my questions of how things work. And I'm just so thrilled that, that he even takes the time to be a part of our show. So appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. He, he's fun too. Like, like you said, he knows his stuff. He's fun to talk to. He's super nice. So uh, yeah, man, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, dearies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, man. Podcast under the stairs. You've heard us talk about it all the time. It's super awesome. You got to check it out. But 
man, we appreciate all you guys, all your messages, all your notes. Uh, my favorite one, though, I, I didn't get to mention it. <laughs> I put a note out there saying, you know, hey, it's your last day to send in messages. And my buddy Duffy Woodruff <laughs> said two words, Logan's Run. <laughs> so I guess he was requesting a movie, but uh, I'll take that as... <laughs> As something good, so I just love that. But hey, we love the interaction with all you folks on the page. It's super fun. We're looking forward to a new year, and uh, we got a lot of surprises in store for you folks. So just hold on with us, and let's just have a wonderful year. Yeah, congratulations on having a whole year of us and a whole year coming up. All right, so from us too, to all of you, we thank you very much. Hope you have a good time and just stay with us. If you got any recommendations for anything, make sure you let us know and we'll make sure we ignore them like always. Farewell. <laughs> it's so goodbye, everybody. hard to say goodbye. <laughs> Ciao. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs>
Sean. 